0: Professor Catherine Trott is the Chief Operations Scientist for one of the most exciting radio telescope projects in the whole world. She's part of the Square Kilometre Array Low, a telescope that will soon be built in the West Australian desert. It will one day, it will one day be the most powerful radio telescope of its kind in the entire world. I'm Jacinta Bola, and this is my interview with Catherine Trott. Oops! Welcome to Cosmos Insights, where our newsroom journalists talk with the researchers who are changing our world. I'm Jacinta Bowler, and this is my interview with Catherine Trott. So, how are
1: you involved
0: in the SKAO?
1: So, I work as the the chief operations scientist, and so at the moment uh, we're starting to, to to build the team um, here in Australia for SKAO Australia and working towards the SKA Low Radio Telescope. I'm a, a radio astronomer and I study the early universe and so uh, the SKA low will have the ability to, to look at primordial hydrogen in the very early universe and so I'm helping to shape that experiment and to shape the other experiments um, that we'll be doing with the, with the observatory.
0: So in regards to that, this is still very early days. You were saying you had five people. What, what's the go now?
1: So the, the team in, in Australia is is building rapidly. Uh, a year ago, there were only five people on board and, and now we have almost 30 in Perth and, and about 10 in Geraldton. So Perth has the Science Operations Centre and Geraldton has the Engineering Operations Centre and we're going to be building the team up to about 150 people uh, in those two sites as we move into construction and start building the telescope. So it's a really rapid development phase.
0: 150, that's amazing. That's really, really cool. So in regards to the SKA low, once it finally
1: gets online, what are you most excited for? So being an early universe astronomer, I'm most excited about studying that period. So this is the first billion years of the universe when the very first stars and galaxies illuminated the cosmos. And in doing so, their light was able to transform uh, the space between the galaxies, the so-called intergalactic medium that up until this point is about 75% neutral hydrogen atoms and 25% uh, neutral helium atoms and a little bit of lithium. All of the other elements that we know from our periodic table are created in stars at later times. So when these first stars and galaxies turn on, they, their light is able to tear apart the proton and the electron in that neutral hydrogen and the universe becomes reionized and becomes to look like the universe that we see around us today, which is space between galaxies and, and, and a lot of bright galaxies in the universe. So we can we can see the hydrogen gas with our low-frequency radio telescopes because hydrogen has a particular emission line that we can observe in the radio.
0: So how is SKA low different from other telescopes that use
1: similar technologies? So firstly, SKA Low is, is bigger than any radio telescope that we have at the moment, and, and bigger by quite, quite a large degree. Its footprint on the ground is going to be very, very large, um, as long as 65 kilometres. And what that allows us to do is that it can see, allows us to see very fine detail on the sky, and so the, our ability to resolve objects becomes very, very high. It's also 131,000 of these individual dipoles, and each of those is collecting photons of light And so the more metal we have on the ground, the deeper the science that we can do because we can see uh, very, very weak signals. The other thing about SKA low is the way that we're going to use the telescope. It's no longer defined by just where we put the, uh, the metal on the ground, but instead how we aggregate those signals together. And with SKA low in particular, we'll be aggregating the signals together in different ways to give us different fields of view on the sky and really tay- tailoring things to different science experiments. So that flexibility means that SKA low is a bit more like a software telescope where we're not only defined by how we actually build the infrastructure, but how we actually think about putting the signals together. So
0: when you go out onto site, the desert in WA, what's it like? What do you think when you get there?
1: So the observatory is in Yarimana, Ilgari, Bundara, the Murchison Radio Astronomy Observatory. And it's about a four-hour drive inland from Geraldton. So the site out there is, is very dry and it's very, very old and ancient. And the thing that really strikes me when I go out to site is the the real um, contrast between the technology that we're placing on that ancient earth and 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 the ground itself? And what we find after rain is that the plants all grow and everything becomes green and the uh, they grow up through next to the telescopes and almost absorb the telescope itself. And we can still do our science that way because we're not really worried about plants. But it really just makes you understand that we're sitting on this very ancient land with our technology and we need to treat it with respect but also that that it will just go on um, despite the telescope being there. Actually does that affect the telescope at all if it goes above it is that a problem? It doesn't affect the telescope if it goes above it if there's a lot of water in the soil then that can actually affect the radio waves and that's one of the reasons that we place a mesh on top of the ground just to be able to protect it from any changes in the, uh, the soil underneath. Well, I mean, I guess it wouldn't be wet very often in the middle of the desert. No, well, actually once a year or twice a year, there's usually a big flood and then there's just water everywhere. It's, oh, it's quite wonderful.
0: That's cool. That's fascinating. Yeah. Well, hopefully not on Monday.
1: Hopefully <laughs> not. No, definitely not on Mondays. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Thank you, Kath, so much. Awesome. Um, you're very welcome, Jacinta. It's really nice
0: to chat. You can read more about Catherine's work and radio telescopes around the world on our website, cosmosmagazine.com. This podcast is produced by the Royal Institution of Australia in Adelaide on Kaurna land. The Royal Institution of Australia is a non-for-profit whose mission is to communicate science widely as the key to a better world. We do this through our stories, which are turned into educational resources, teaching the scientists of tomorrow about the science of today in classrooms across Australia. Support us by subscribing to Cosmos Magazine, Australia's last print science magazine, and Cosmos Weekly, its sister e-publication. Thanks for listening.